Happy Easter, everybody. Hallelujah. Happy Easter. Amen. 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 Praise God. Let's just bow our heads even as we pray. Let's just begin to magnify the name of the Lord this morning. Acknowledge His Lordship. He is the reason why we are gathered here today and not of ourselves. The scripture makes us clear that indeed God would never cause the seed of Jacob to seek him in vain. In other words, your coming here today is not just a fulfillment of your duties or obligations as a Christian, but you are here for an encounter. You are here for an experience. You are here for the deposit of heaven. You are here for the Lord to indeed bless us. The Bible says, let the people praise thee, O God. Let the people praise thee. He says, then the earth shall yield our increase. But again, our Lord, even our God, shall bless us. Therefore, begin to express your expectations before God this morning. Just begin to expect it. Cast your cares upon him. The Bible says that indeed, come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Just begin to ask that the Lord, this is the reason why I have come. I have come that I may partake of your word, that I have come that I may be blessed, O God. Therefore, begin to ask that the Holy Spirit will open up your eyes to begin to see the mystery of the things of God, that the Holy Spirit will communicate the deep things of God. The Bible said that no one can know the mind of a man except the spirit of that man. It says, how be it, God has indeed revealed all things to us through his spirit. Therefore, Holy Spirit, we ask that you will indeed open our eyes to see. The Bible said that, and the Holy Spirit caused Lydia for her heart to be opened to receive everything Paul had to say. Therefore, Father, in the name of Jesus, O God in heaven, I commit everyone who is here to hear that, Lord, O God in heaven, you will open your hearts to receive, that your hearts will be good ground, that your word will be sown, O God in heaven, bringing about a transformation and above all, translating into your glorification as our Lord and our King, Jesus Christ. Even I, that I will speak of God in heaven, I ask that I will decrease and you will be on the increase, and that your name be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Almighty God in heaven, for in Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's quickly open our Bibles to the book of John, chapter 20. The book of John, chapter 20. And we are reading from verses 1 to 17. Hallelujah. If you are there with me, say Amen. If you are not, just say, wait for me. Hallelujah. John chapter 20. We are reading from verses 1 to 17. Hallelujah. Now the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and on the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloth lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloths lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, 
but folded together in the place by itself. Hallelujah. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed, for as yet they did not know the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes, and verse 11, But Mary stood outside by the tomb, weeping. And as she wept, she stood down and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white seated, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. And the verse 14 says, Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me, you have where you have laid him, and I will go and take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned, say, teacher. And she said to her, Let's read together loud. It says, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascended to my father, and your father and to my God, and your God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, the title of my sermon this afternoon is Understand the Mysteries of the Glorified Christ. Hallelujah. Understanding the Mysteries of the Glorified Christ. But just to set the stage, uh, I'll just give a brief recap of what we discussed in previous Sunday. And I said here that one of the things that is very significant to the destiny of a believer is that the destiny of the believer is one that is propelled by truth. Hallelujah. Not just fact, but truth based on the word of God. In other words, for you as a Christian, if any time you desire to make progress, that progress must be anchored on what the Lord has said. Hallelujah. Because the truth is that what the truth of God is what? Knowledge. Hallelujah. The truth of God is simply what? The knowledge of what God has done. And I said that, in other words, that the distance we cover in destiny is based on the revelation we have on the word of God. Hallelujah. The revelation of the word of God. Jesus was speaking and he said, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free you see the reality of it is this what you know to be true or what god has revealed to you as truth no one can take away hallelujah that is why i enjoyed that drama when the lady was being confronted by the devil for she understood that her destiny was anchored on the word of god because you see the only basis upon which the devil would leave you is based on what god has said Matthew 4 verse 4 tells us that what man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that is what proceeds from the mouth of the Father. And I said here that just as it is with, as we know for many of us who drive, just as fuel is to a car, 
so also is revelation knowledge to the believer. Hallelujah. In other words, if the distance you're going to cover is based on the extent of fuel you have in your tank, I tell you this on God's word that if you're going to advance far, it will be based on the word of God. Because just like how, you know, um, the children will watch a cartoon and they will get to a point, they'll say, okay, tell me what the password is. And it's only then that the door shall be opened. You will understand that the same things happen in the realm of the spirit. When you and I are fully equipped by the word of God, there is nothing the enemy can do about it. And I said it clearly yesterday, last week, that this is why the enemy will fight you in any shape or form to ensure that you do not come into that knowledge of that truth. Hallelujah. And I said that this is why ignorance has always been the greatest weapon of God, of the enemy against God's people. Hallelujah. Ignorance has always been the greatest weapon against God's people. Why? Because even the scripture here, God was saying that what? Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. And it says, and their honorable men are famished and a multitude dried up with thirst. Praise the name of the Lord. I trust God that as a result of you coming today's service, you will begin to understand the significance of who you are in Christ. For us as a church, our theme for this month is supernatural enthronement. In other words, trying to communicate to us the things that God has obtained for you and I, or Christ has obtained for you and I, as a result of his death, his burial and resurrection. Hallelujah. That's why in that passage we read earlier on, we begin to understand what Easter means to you. Easter is not about the sharing of chocolates or eggs or whatever it is. There is a significant, there's an eternal value of why the church celebrates this season in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And so we start with the encounter that Mary had in that scripture. The Bible said that as a result of the love that Mary had for Jesus, the moment she encountered Jesus, she wanted things to go back to status quo. Hallelujah. Because the Bible said that the moment she understood that it was Jesus that was speaking to her, she clinged onto Jesus. In other words, let's go back. Let's start off from where we stopped. But there was something Christ had to make her understand. In other words, he was saying that do not cling to me yet because I have not yet ascended. Because if you begin to meditate on that scripture, you begin to understand that everything that God had ordained for us to be in Christ is tied to that ascension. Praise the name of the Lord. Everything that God, assuming Christ died, Christ rose again and he did not ascend, you and I will still remain the same. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, I was speaking to someone yesterday and I said, by the grace of God, there are certain things that our children would not struggle to accomplish in life because they were born into our family. Praise the name of the Lord. Because they are attached to me, there are certain things that they would never, Jesus comes, have to struggle for. Why? Because they are attached to me. And so when Christ was saying, don't cling to me, because everything, the significance of why I came in the first place, is tied to what? My ascension. This is why Jesus said, behold, I'm going to my father's place, because I'm preparing a place for you, and where I am, you shall also what? Be also. And so Mary was trying to tie, tie Jesus, but Christ was saying, 
you have to let me go. Because you see, until I ascend, you have not yet what? Ascended. Praise the name of the Lord. Until Jesus ascends, Mary, for everyone who believes on the name of Jesus Christ, is yet to do what? To ascend and to be that that God has called us to be. Praise the name of the Lord. And so begin to understand what transactions took place on that resurrection morning. Hallelujah. What transactions took place as a virtue of the Christ's death, his burial, and his resurrection. But to start off with, Paul was trying to teach the church in Philippi. And he said, let this mind be in you. This mind that was also in Christ. In other words, there are certain things that must be embedded into our consciousness. It is one thing to know something. It's another thing to know that thing. I'm not repeating myself. Hope you get my point. It's one thing for you to have the knowledge of something. And it's another thing for it to sink deep into your consciousness. By the grace of God, there are a few of us that I know your names here. I don't have to convince you that your name is Oniko. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because it is embedded into your consciousness. And this is why even when you are sleeping and somebody calls your name, you wake up. Why? Because you know who you are. Hope I'm making sense. And so, for instance, if your name is James and I'm shouting John, 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 you will not wake up because I'm not calling out to John. Praise the name of the Lord. In your consciousness, over time, over the passage of time, it has sunk into your consciousness of your identity. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is also what the enemy is trying to do, is to make you question who you truly are. Because you see, the moment you are not sure of who you are, he's willing to suggest anything to you. Praise the name of the Lord. The moment you are not sure of who you are in God, this is why the devil is willing to suggest anything. But you see, thank God for the word of the Lord because the word of the Lord is a mirror. The Bible said that as we behold his word as in a mirror, it says only then are we being changed from glory unto glory. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And so Paul was saying here, Philippians 2, from verse 5 to 10, he says, let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ. It says, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Reputation. Taking the form of a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance of a man, and he what? Humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even to the death of the cross. He says, therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every name should bow of those in heaven, of those on the earth and those under the earth, that every tongue should confess that what? Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. You see, again, I say it again, that there are some certain truths that by the grace of God, if it is embedded into your consciousness, there is nothing the devil can do to you. Praise the name of the Lord. There is nothing the devil can do to you. You see, I remember reading a book some time ago by um, E.W. Kenyon, and that will lead me to my next point, is that we are reconciled with Christ, the essence of Jesus coming to die for us. The passage you read earlier on, it said, And God, who did not consider it robbery, 
became in the likeness of man. Praise the name of the Lord. See, the reason why Jesus had to come as man is because that is the only condition to redeem man. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, back to my point earlier on. The reason why Mary had to be incarnate of the Holy Ghost is because, remember, we understand biology that what? Everyone gives birth to after his kind. Praise the name of the Lord. And so even the best of men at the time was still what? Prone to error. Why? As, as, and so when the psalmist says, in iniquity did my mother conceive me, it was simply saying that what? That Adamic nature was still prevalent of the earth. And so for God to save man, Adam, sorry, Jesus had to come of a breeze that was sinless. Praise God. And that was why Mary had to be incarnate of God. Hallelujah. God, it had to be an, an, an unadulterated seed. Praise the name of the Lord. Because in that seed, there was no longer sin. And that is why, for whoever believes in Jesus, hallelujah, is a new creation. You must, that is the basis why you don't believe in anybody else. Because based on human history, there is nobody else that has been conceived of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. This is the reason why only Jesus can save. Praise the name of the Lord. It had to be Jesus. Because every other God, every other religion, is still tied to a man who is prone to error. Hallelujah. And so you understand that there are several ways people will tell you this is how to seek God. But you understand that Jesus has to be the only way. Because he is the only one who, yet without sin, but on account of sin, died. Praise the name of the Lord. And so when you understand that on the resurrection morning, what Jesus did for us was that what? He reconciled us. Praise the name of the Lord. He reconciled us back unto God. And for you to be reconciled back unto God, you must what? Die. Praise the name of the Lord. According to the Old Testament, according to the um, Jewish tradition, when you wanted to make a sacrifice, you would first of all bring a blameless animal. So for instance, we know as a called lamb or whatever it is, and you would confess all your sins with that animal. Technically speaking, it's understood that that lamb bears all your sins. And so when you slay it, you are considered to be new. Praise the name of the Lord. That is why Jesus is what the spotless lamb. Hallelujah. I don't want to go into that, but what I want to talk about in essence is that what? As a result of him dying on the cross of Calvary and being risen on the third day, you and I are reconciled. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 19 to 20 says, For it pleased the Father that in him what all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things back to himself. Perhaps you are watching me here and you are yet to acknowledge Jesus as, as your Lord and your Savior. The truth is this. There is no other name given to humanity wherein we can be saved but the name of Jesus. Only Jesus can reconcile. Praise the name of the Lord. Only Jesus can reconcile because Jesus before the Father is the only acceptable means through which you and I are plugged back into the lineage of God. Hallelujah. You know, when you and somebody are having a dispute, praise the name of the Lord, 
um, you would always find somebody who is an intermediary or an intercessor who is going to speak on your behalf. There is nobody allowed to enter the presence of God but the Son of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Number two is that as a result of the resurrection, this is why Christ had to ascend. Because wherever he is, is where we are. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6, it tells us that what? But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us what? Alive together with Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. By grace we have been saved and have been raised up together. Praise God. Have been raised up together and made us to sit together with him in heavenly places. This is one of the mysteries of redemption. Praise the name of the Lord. And so on no account should you find yourself feeling dejected or rejected in life. Praise the name of the Lord. On no account should you consider yourself to be a... Uh, to consider yourself to be... I'm trying to... Demoted or degraded in any single shape or form. Because that shame that you are feeling, somebody already bore the shame. Praise the name of the Lord. So I cannot be ashamed twice. I don't know if I'm making sense. Because the moment is embedded in your consciousness. You shake it off. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is like a man who had two sons. We know the prodigal's the story. But the Bible said that when the boy came to his senses, praise the name of the Lord, when he understood his role as a son, at that point in time, he went back to take what belongs to him. Praise the name of the Lord. And this is why you and I must understand the significance of who we are as a Christian. Praise the name of the Lord. The blood of Jesus is too precious for you and I to downplay its significance. Hallelujah. And so, as I said it earlier on, that you and I are raised up together. So, when we are saying that we have been redeemed unto God to reign as kings and priests unto our God, there is a consciousness that, that must be embedded in our mindset. Because I cannot suffer shame. I cannot. I can never be ashamed. It cannot happen. Not because of anything I did, but because of what somebody paid for me. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Number three. Number three. As a result of Jesus' resurrection, the Bible said that what? For as many that has believed him, for as many that have received him, it says to them he has given the power to be called what? The sons of God. Hallelujah. Inheritance is only meant for sons. Hallelujah. Inheritance is only meant for what? Sons. There are certain things that until you are adopted into that family, you can never, ever be entitled to it. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the Bible said that we are not just only made sons, but what? We are joint heads. You see, I began to ponder on what it means to be joint head. You see, there is a reason why the scripture says that we are joint heads and not just heads with God. Praise the name of the Lord. And so I'll, I'll explain my thought process. In my tradition, and I want to believe there's the same everywhere, 
when you are about to share an inheritance, you share it based on what? Your position in that family. Am I making sense? So, for example, the firstborn would always get, in, in essence, the bigger share. Hallelujah. And so, if that was going to be the case, if that was God's intention, Christ would have what? Had the bigger share. But as a result of his love for you and I, he said that what? Whatever is my share, we have equal entitlement to it. Hallelujah. We have equal entitlement. We are joint. You know, when you're applying for a mortgage, a husband and wife apply for a mortgage and they say you are going for a joint mortgage. In other words, both of you in the sight of the law, you have 50-50. Hallelujah. Access to that particular property. And so when you begin to think of who is God, hallelujah, the scripture is telling you that you and I have been made joint heads with Christ. So that is why Jesus was saying that when I'm, when he was speaking to Mary, he was saying, I am going to my God and what? Your God. Because I needed to make you understand that my ascension is what enjoins you and I to equal access to the Father. So anything that Jesus is entitled to, I have equal access to it. It's not blasphemy. Praise the name of the Lord. This is the proof of God's love for you and I. It's the extent of God's love. That can you imagine that I did nothing but yet I have access to all things. Hallelujah. I did nothing but as an account of his love for me, I have access to what? All things. Romans 8 verse 16 to 17 says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are God's children. And it says if children there were heirs, heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him that we may also be what glorified together. The believer's life is a life of glory. Hallelujah. Not just in heaven. On this earth first and foremost. Because the scripture says, oh, we shall reign as kings on the earth. You can't reign as a king in heaven. There's only one king in heaven. And that is the father. Hallelujah. And so he said that you and I are what? Joint heirs with Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And finally, this is the, the most exciting part. I carry God on my inside. Hallelujah. I carry God on my inside. See, because this is the revelation that you and I must walk on our consciousness. It's, 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 it must be intentionally engrafted or programmed into our mind that everywhere you go, God is on that scene. Hallelujah. I go to work. God has come to my office. It's not blasphemy. I carry God on my inside. Everywhere I go, I carry God on my inside. And because God is in me, I cannot be sick. Hallelujah. I carry God on my inside. We are acts. The Bible said that in the Old Testament, God was dwelling in the Ark of Covenant. And so wherever the Ark was, God was. But the scripture said that this is the mystery that God had tried to hide all these years. But he has revealed this mystery to us. And what is that mystery? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. I carry God on my inside. Praise the name of the Lord. This is the new creation reality. You see, I had a testimony of a man of God who went to a crusade 
and he was preaching Jesus. Hallelujah. He was preaching Jesus. And this lady who has been blind from birth, they were telling her, oh, that this Jesus is here. Hallelujah. In excitement that she would regain her sight again, she was saying, I want to meet this Jesus. And the man of God told her, said, this Jesus is here. You want to meet him? She was saying, yes, I want to meet him. And he says, receive your sight in the name of Jesus. Automatically, this woman's eyes open. Hallelujah. And so when you understand that mystery, I carry God on my inside. Anybody I lay my hands on, God has laid their, his hands on that particular person. But you see, these things do not come automatically. It takes effort. Hallelujah. It takes prayer. This is why the Bible said that, and, and, and I pray that the God will open our eyes that we may understand what is the hope of religion of them who are in Christ Jesus and the power that is in us which he walked when he raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. It's a mystery that you and I must rejoice always. I carry God on my inside because all these things, that's why I said last Sunday, there are certain things that automatically when you come in contact with that truth, they will live your life. Praise the name of the Lord. It's not because you did anything else extraordinary. It's because light shined upon your darkness and darkness had no choice but to go. Hallelujah. And so Paul was saying, John was saying here, he says, we have known and believed that the love of God which he has for us. He said that God is love. And whoever and he who abides in love. He says what? Abides in God and God in him. Hallelujah. Whoever has love, he says that what? God abides in him and him in God. This is why our lives are hidden in Christ Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Before you will get to me, you have to get to Jesus. Hallelujah. If you cannot access Christ, you cannot access me. That is the new creation reality. Praise the name of the Lord. And someone ended by saying this. The resurrection of Christ is one of the foundation stones of Christianity. It says it was the seal of the great work that he came on the earth to do. And it was this crowning proof that the ransom he paid for sinners was not only accepted, but the atonement for sin accomplished. And the head of him who had the power over death bruised and the victory was won. Everlasting Father God in heaven, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for the gift of your son Jesus on the cross of Calvary. Thank you that through his blood, O oh God in heaven, we have been set free. Therefore, Lord, we would walk in the liberty that we enjoy in Christ, bringing you glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Almighty God in heaven, for in Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen.